All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Got another one for you today. Uh, a couple of days ago, we had offensive line analyst Robbie Duncan on uh, to talk about the performance of certain players in preseason, like Eric Flowers, Timon Paris, Jerron Christian. You want to check that out? Some great dialogue on the offensive line and really good podcast there. Today, we got another really good one for you. Uh, Nathan Britton is back, one of the founding members, and uh, he's uh, he he recently went to training camp, a training camp session. Uh, so we, we couldn't get him live. Uh, it, it didn't work out, but uh, we do have him here, and he's going to talk about what he saw there, and we're just going to kind of run through it. First off, Nathan, how you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be back on. Glad Brightskins football is back. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Yeah, it's once it starts, it just you hit the ground running. You know, you have yeah. no time to breathe. It's just the offensive line looked uh, pretty bad in live action, and then from there on out, it was just a furor of you know panic and you know oh they're going three and thirteen and just like oh man the season's a waste. Which you know they might not compete for anything, but really a lot of people just took that and ran with it. What did you think about the preseason game? I know uh, we were all watching it. We were all kind of spectating. What did you take away from that? Yeah, I, I've. All the focus was on Dwayne Haskins, and we saw that he's not quite there yet. I know a lot of people were surprisingly more down on what they saw from him than positive. I guess everyone had higher expectations of what they thought they were going to see with him. I watched him with the the mindset of, I'm looking at this purely as a what do we have for the future type of evaluation. Uh, yeah. I didn't go into it looking like hopefully he plays week one or week five. I looked at it as let's assume he's not going to play till the season's lost week 11 when we're whatever our record is and we're out of it. And I looked and I saw a lot that I liked. He's got the arm talent. You know, you can make any throw you need to. Yeah. He's uh, got the kind of Ben Roethlisberger awareness in the pocket where he's going to be able to make a guy miss and kind of stand in there and deliver the ball. He's got a little bit of mobility. We saw him get out and be able to run and slide down. We saw him break that one and uh, roll out and kind of just extend the play. Again, Roethlisberger, uh, Aaron Rodgers-esque, and when he threw it to Cam Sims in the end zone. So there was a lot to like there. I think we also saw a lot of the, the rookie kind of mistakes that he needs to develop on. The yeah. the back, The first interception was just a terrible ball that you hope that that's one of those things he makes as a rookie, files it away and says, okay, you know, never going to make that throw again. The other one kind of sailed on him in double coverage. He shouldn't even look there either. But it's rookie mistakes, so you take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's kind of like a it's a learning process. You want him to make those mistakes so that he yeah. can, you know, the next time he's in that kind of situation, he's like, oh, well, I can't do this because that'll happen. You know, my options are this, this and this. If he's not out on the field applying that in real time, then it's going to be harder for him when he finally has to do it, you know. so it's, Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. only so much you can learn from making those mistakes in practice with where it's, you know, you're in shells and it's half speed and no one's making the tackle. No one's really going and coming after him, trying to get after him. he's kind of got all the time in the world to throw and make that mistake. It's another thing when you're in game action and guys are hunting you and you kind of want to, you know, get that this means something feel, even though ultimately that game is, you know, the record's still 0-0 come three weeks from now. So I think that there was a lot to take away. I, I wrote the uh, the Haskins piece for Rigo's Rag up there, and I gave him a B- minus as a grade, and I read some of the comments, and people were kind of killing me and, and saying, uh, I must not have watched the game, or he looked terrible, he had a 44 rating. Again, it, we can't look at him with the, the lens of he needs to start week one, otherwise we're screwed. Because chances are we're not going to do anything this season anyway. We have Case Keenum and Colt McCoy as the, the options if Dwayne Haskins isn't going. And Dwayne Haskins wasn't – he wasn't – we didn't trade up to the top five. We didn't. He wasn't taking one overall. He was taking 15 after, you know, he played one year at Ohio State and then a couple games before that. And then you go back to high school to find his track record. So anybody kind of hoping and holding out hope that he's ready to go – 
already and being incredibly let down with that i think it's kind of irresponsible you have to kind of treat him with kid gloves and wait for him to come along on his own yeah yeah and i would agree with that i would give him a b minus too i mean you look at the box score it's two interceptions but Mm -hmm. he showed a lot of promise and me personally throughout the draft process i think i might have underrated his physical traits a little bit and overrated his mental traits which Mm -hmm. um when i say overrated his mental traits that that sounds bad but what i mean is i thought he was going to be a little closer to plug and play uh, but it's clear yeah. that he's going to need a little more developing. And, you know, that that's expected in the NFL when you're a quarterback because the depth of the position and what you need to do to be successful there is really great. Uh, but I was impressed. I saw more arm talent than I did on his college tape, and I saw more mo- mobility too. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he yeah, had a that couple surprised scrambles. me a lot. Yeah, same here, dude. So I think he showed a lot of promise, and I think that um, you hit the nail on the head. You can't look at it with the lens that, you know, he needs to be ready right now. And there were some plays where it wasn't entirely his fault, like the uh, the interception in the flat. Uh, that was a play where the slot receiver was designed to, or the, the outside receiver was designed to pick the middle linebacker and free up the running back on the, um, on the wheel route. And the wide receiver lined up too far outside. And Haskins had the right thought process. He, his thought process yeah. was wait, wait until the receiver moves inside and throw the wheel route. But the problem is he pulled the trigger and the receiver didn't execute properly. So he couldn't pull the trigger. And it got it got uh, cut off by the linebacker and picked off. You know, it's an error on Haskins' part, but the team can also do better to put him in position to succeed. And the thought process was there. So that's good. Uh, it's important that you see that from a rookie quarterback this early. So I definitely like the foundation that he laid in that game, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm kind of going off of that theme. We've been talking about it, but this is a young team, and through preseason, there's going to be a lot of development going on. What do you see from everyone else in preseason? Other takeaways, you know, maybe guys, uh, roster hopefuls that impressed you? Because it was mostly the second and third and fourth teamers that played uh, not a lot of playing time for the starters. What yeah. did you, what do you see from the rest of the team? Well, let's start with, uh, I think the biggest camp, I don't want to say surprise because once he was selected and people kind of learned a little bit more about him, they realized the potential that was there, but biggest camp standout in Jimmy Moreland. I mean, that dude was all over the field making oh my plays. Gosh. Yes. Dude. I mean, yeah, he, he's incredible. He was down at, you mentioned I was down at training camp. I mean, all the, all the kids were, calling his name he, i mean he's already like a fan favorite kind of like the darius guys effective last year and sue cravens of a few years ago where i mean he just comes out and shows a little bit and and, and kind of is that underdog story semi-local kid coming from jmu and everybody everybody loves it he stood out and i think he's gonna be a great piece i i, I think he's gonna push you know guys like adonis alexander and uh greg stroman for roster spots because yeah. you drafted him as late as they did and you kind of figure he's a project he's going to kind of be that greg stroman mold now he looks like he could go out and start the slot for them week one up in Philadelphia. So that that's exciting to have, especially at what I consider to be one of the weaker position groups on the team in corner. You have Josh Norman who's kind of getting up there, you know, in age they're looking like they're going to be able to get out of his contract here pretty soon. So who knows if this is his last season in Washington or not. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Quentin Dunbar who can't stay healthy, but last, last year when he was healthy early on. And again, you know, he's still really young and to be in a corner coming over from wide receiver Fabian Moreau you know a guy who's never really kind of been able to showcase what he can do has kind of been trapped inside there with Norman and Dunbar so that was good uh on the flip side I think we need to talk about last year's you know I know you were high on him yeah um I don't want to just go ahead and and trash him but he does not look ready yet and Gary on Christian I mean this team is missing Trent Williams and he does not look you, you know you can't feel comfortable you know 
thinking that he's going to be your week one starter. They brought in Donald Penn, but Garon Christian started the game at left tackle and he kind of got beat up there a little bit. So it's kind of nerve, you know, you kind of get nervous knowing that you have a quarterback in, in Case who's not, you know, a world beauty. You have a quarterback in Colt who can't stay healthy. And then if, you know, something happens with those guys, go, you have Dwayne Haskins to come out and, you know, you don't want him to get beat up and sacked a bunch in Rattles' confidence. So it's it's kind of scary that left side of the line, but hopefully Donald Penn can kind of come in. Hopefully, or hopefully Trent Williams shows up, but you know if not, Donald Penn can kind of come in and sure that up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, coming out of the draft last year, I was kind of high on, on Christian. I didn't know nearly as much about him as I know now, but um, you know at the time it's like oh, okay, he's a decent, he's a good athlete. You know he he played on on the left side and the right side in college, so there's some versatility there. Yeah. Maybe be a potential swing tackle. But uh, the podcast with Robbie uh, a couple of days ago really shed some light on Christian. And, you know, while he has promising traits, uh, he does have a false step, which is a really bad trait to have for a lineman, uh, where you kind of, you know, you kind of give up ground uh, right off the bat and just like put yourself in a bad situation. So, and it's a habit that's hard to break apparently. So it's it's going to be tough for him. But um, hopefully, and, and let's not hopefully. forget he's coming off reconstructive knee surgery. You know, blew out his was his PCL last year, ACL both. Was- I think it was yeah, MCL. So, yeah, okay, there you go. He, yeah. So he's not, you know, he's still kind of getting his sea legs under him again in, on top of kind of being expected to do more because Trent Williams is in there. So it's a process. Um, as not, you know, as, as bad as he kind of looked this first game, you kind of take that because it's gonna it's that experience again, like we said with Dwayne Haskins, is that game experience. He's kind of thrust in this position, so he's got to learn on the fly, which – could hurt him, could help him, but there is nothing better than game reps to kind of get you, you know, in that headspace, give you film to look at and try to figure points out in your game to, to share up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, um, you know, getting these guys these reps is very valuable, and I feel like that might be what they're trying to do with uh, Christian. You know, Donald Penn, he's going to need the reps eventually because he's entering a new system, but he's a veteran, uh, so the, he's, he gets the gist of it. Uh, with Christian, it might be more valuable to get him those reps and try and get him, you know, um, that in-game experience so that maybe he can learn and iron out those bad habits. So we'll see. But uh, l- like you said, it's a process. So we'll see. Uh, Jimmy, you, you mentioned Jimmy Moreland. I was really excited about him. And I felt bad because in my bold predictions, guys, you should know, I never take the bold predictions bold predictions seriously i literally just have fun with those and uh i figured hey everyone's hyping up moreland let's say he doesn't do anything on thursday and i was completely and utterly wrong uh he he stopped two drives single-handedly that that guy's a monster man i mean i i don't want to say he's gonna start right now but he definitely looks like a very promising player so i'm excited for that um and speaking of you know exciting players let's move on to um your training camp visit. What day did you go again? I went this past uh, weekend. I got this the traffic getting down. There was ridiculous. So I only happened <laughs> to see Saturday, the last hour of the Saturday practice, which was fine. And then I was there all of Sunday. So I got to see a lot of uh, like, you know, 11 on 11s and 7 on 7s and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, saw some special team stuff. <sighs> nothing really super, super exciting there. They had a kind of a whole bunch of people. Um, going back and fielding punts and all that i saw your boy trey quinn he didn't Ayo. practice on sunday oh, but uh yeah he, he was he was in shorts and a t-shirt and a hat and you know walking around getting a lot of you know talking to guys kind of taking mental reps so you know, I, I don't think it's anything to, to worry about i saw when i got down there john allen practiced for a little bit on saturday and 
took his stuff off and kind of sat out the rest of practice. Dunbar didn't practice on Sunday. So I think they're kind of just giving these guys, you know, the, the kind of the roster locks, the, the more rest days and kind of time off and let the guys who are fighting for it get more reps in. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tweet. I think uh, Trey Quinn might've tweaked his thumb during preseason or pregame workouts in Cleveland, mm-hmm. which, um, it said he's questionable for um the next game. It, I'll have to double check, but um either way, not too bad. I I'm contractually obligated to ask you about Trey Quinn, so I'm glad you got that out of the way. Um, let's talk about how is how is your view there? Did, were you able to see a lot of the a lot of the drills, or was it kind of uh, how, how was that? Yeah, no, I uh I always try to get there and you know get there earlier, wiggle my way up to right at that rope off where, you know, no more fans and it's kind of media and coaches at that point. So I was right up in there. I saw, saw a lot. That's good. That is good because, um, that kind of ties into our next thing. I, what, what did you see, man? I bet you had your notepad out and everything. No, I just yeah. kidding. But, um, who was there anyone that stood out to you? I mean, of course, after the first preseason game, there might be certain guys that you're paying, paying more attention to, but was there, um, were there certain guys that stood out to you or what, any themes in general? Yeah, no, I think, well, the biggest theme is they gave all the quarterbacks equal reps. I think that you can clearly tell that this is a, a, uh, position battle. And I think we all know based off, you know, where he was learned on the depth chart and his performance after game one, Dwayne Haskins is in, in last place of that battle right now, which is expected. Nothing to be worried, nothing to worry about there. Um, but I don't think he's completely out of it. None, none of the QBs had really good days while I was down there. It was a lot of interceptions thrown, a lot of holding onto the ball and kind of rolling out in seven on sevens and throwing it up. That would have been sacks in the game. So it was kind of rough. It didn't really inspire me too much with who's going to be under center. Um, I, I, Case Keenum looked the best out of all of them, which is kind of interesting. You think about how short of a time he's been here and he's already picking it up and looks the best. Uh, Naturally, the attention turned to the receivers. You know, we don't really know who's going to do what. You know what I mean? Like, we, mm-hmm. we, we know Josh Dawson is expected to start outside, Trey Quinn. And then we don't – we kind of just assume it's going to be Brian Quick or, or someone else. Terry McLaurin made a couple of nice catches. I know there's been a lot of buzz lately about him looking like he could be the team's number one receiver. I could really see that. He looks fast, explosive, like he knows he's doing. And, and all the quarterbacks seem to have – a rapport with them, like they trust them, they know they can go there with the ball. So for everybody who's looking at those round 13, 14, 15 sleepers for their fantasy drafts coming <laughs> up, Tam McLaurin's a name to keep an eye on. Uh, other than that, the receivers, it it doesn't inspire, you know, there's a, you know, it doesn't really make you feel too good because none of them really stood out. We see Robert Davis looks good coming back from his injury, but I mean, again, it's seven on sevens. He's not getting a whole bunch. You don't know really where he's going to go with that. Josh Doxson, was kind of what he's always been. He's had he had a couple nice catches. He's run some good routes, but he's had some drops or kind of not getting himself in a position for the ball to be thrown to him in bounds where he's able to catch it. Um, Cam Sims looked pretty good. He's he's big. He's fast. He's strong. But you know his hands were kind of iffy down there, so that's kind of worrisome. Uh, one thing I did notice that does bode well for the season. Hopefully, we know Jay Gruden loves to run his offense inside out, and, mm-hmm. and Jordan Reed looked very healthy he looked fast he was catching stuff he was running he was making cuts he looked really really good the best i've seen him in the three years i've been going down there and chris thompson also looks looks healthy he's fast he's explosive he looks like he's ready to go too so that's always good yeah chris thompson's been kind of a forgotten man because you know darius guys is slowly working mm-hmm. his way back and they re-signed adrian peterson 
uh, who figures to be maybe a kind of a workhorse if Geis isn't in there. Uh, they, got, they got Bryce Love, who's still on the pup list, but you know he he had some excitement around him too. Thompson is getting older, um, and he's injury prone. You know, it, people aren't really backing him, but it's good to hear that he's quick again. Maybe if he can stay healthy, uh, they can work him in, work him back into the offense because I know his rhythm was kind of thrown off last year. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they will. Um, all three of the running backs look good. I guess it came out today that Geis really hasn't been medically cleared to play. Um, I don't really know what's up with that because it's we're, we're past a year, the year mark for his surgery. So it's kind of interesting that he's not clear to play because he's down there. He's making, I mean, he was making cuts that Adrian Peterson, granted he's older, couldn't make. He was, I mean, he was doing a lot of stuff that was really surprising. He was bursting through holes and kind of going through people to to score when they're down close to the end zone, making cuts, getting open. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, while he isn't who he once was as a running back, his mind and his his vision have not like he hasn't lost a step with that. He's still making cuts that to holes that you you don't really see until he's going through them. You know what I mean? So I think that the running back the running game is going to kind of be similar to what it was last year. Adrian Peterson, obviously, you don't expect him to get the thousand yards with guys healthy and stuff. But I do think that them as a one-two punch with Chris Thompson being able to come out of the backfield in the passing game really is going to to look good and help keep this offense going this year, where we're not going to have a bunch of weapons on the outside. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely looks like it's going to be more of a mixed attack. You know, last year it was definitely Peterson just kind of shouldering the load. And uh, if guys, if it's weird about guys, uh, that is weird. But um, maybe they're just trying to, you know, because running back is a position where you get a lot of contact, you get worn mm-hmm. down pretty easily. Maybe they're just trying to ease him back in. Uh, I don't know, but uh, and he also had uh, the infections with his surgery oh, that yeah. kind of slowed. It wasn't like a major thing, but it kind of. It kind of came out a couple months after surgery, and it slowed down his rehab process. So maybe they're kind of just giving him the full year from when he's able to start doing his his rehab process. I expect that he'll be cleared, if not tomorrow for the game, he'll be cleared next week for week three to kind of go out there and get his his legs under him, get some game action before week one. So there's nothing really to be worried about there. Um, uh, one thing that came out today, and I, I kind of saw a little bit of it, down there was Colt McCoy's not playing tomorrow. He's he, he's uh I guess he's hurt. We were down there and he was uh pl- doing the final his final reps on seven uh the eleven on eleven sorry yeah. and it was it, he's got the yellow jersey on so he's not getting tackled you know they're kind of just running up and slight light contact just kind of tapping the hip and he I didn't exactly see what happened because I was watching him the whole time he kind of threw the ball and it looked like he kind of had a little bit of contact with the defender, nothing major. He didn't go to the ground or anything, but he turned and like kind of crouched down, was holding his hand and went off to the sideline and didn't really do anything after that. Kind of just stood around and now he's, now he's not playing on Thursday. I wonder if he's kind of sustained a minor injury, maybe he re aggravated that leg or hurt his thumb or something. I, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but that doesn't really, you know, give you a good feeling knowing that he might be one of the, the starter. Cause what happens when he goes down, in week one or two or three, you know, he hasn't, he has a history of in- injuries. He can't stay healthy. So it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't bode well. Um, you know, maybe if they want to, I don't it hasn't really been postulated much because it hasn't really been a likely scenario until now, but like, what if they want to just keep two quarterbacks to free up another spot for another position group? Cause they wide receiver is very deep. I can see them. I can see a scenario where they keep seven, because uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys 
making plays. Uh, corner is a pretty deep position too. Uh, ILB if they want to keep a special teamer. Uh, but uh, there, there's a lot of places where you can make room for an extra guy. And if Colt McCoy, you know, ultimately, I mean, he, he knows the system the best, but yeah. if he's not on the field, it, what does it matter? You know, and if he can't stay on the field, and it, it's crazy that he's already injured again. I mean, we don't know for sure if yeah. it's an injury, but, you know, the fact that he's questionable and they're kind of easing him back in, it, it's it's a little it's a little uh, frightening, I guess. But um. For me, I, I'm okay with it because, you know, it gets Haskins more reps, and I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing for me right now. And I would start him because, you know, it gets him those reps, which are the most valuable thing towards his development. But, um, you know, people will disagree on that. Some want to ease him in with Case Keenum, and, you know, that's that's fine. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, McCoy is supposed to be your safety blanket. And if he can't even stay on the field, that, that's definitely an issue. I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that... You you mentioned if they decide to only keep two quarterbacks, you would kind of assume that it would have to be, you know, just based off McCoy's been here as long as Gruden's been here and Haskins was the 15th overall pick in his rookie year. He's in his rookie year. You would kind of assume that maybe Case is the guy that they would move on from because, you know, the Broncos are paying all the sacks. So it's not like the Redskins are having dead money. They swapped seventh-round picks. So it's not like they're really losing out on any compensation if they cut them. But, you know, we, we said it before, Colt McCoy's been here for however six years with Jay Gruden, and Case Keenum hasn't been here six months, and he looks better. I mean, he's there's not much of a drop-off, if any. He, he's out there. He's able to keep drives moving. He's making the same throws you could see McCoy make. He's making throws that I don't think McCoy's able to make. And, and then we take into consideration the injuries. He's not you know out there in non-contact drills getting hurt. He's out there. He's going to play both preseason games. So... It it stinks because McCoy's done nothing but be a good soldier this whole time here. I mean, he kind of yeah. got shuffled around in that 2014 mix with Griffin, Cousins, and and him, and never really got a fair shot. And now he just seems like he's gotten to the point where he can't stay healthy enough to really allow the coaching staff to trust him to give him a shot. So it's unfortunate, but at the same time, you know, it's the what have you done for me lately league. And lately he's broken his leg and not looked good in his first camp since yeah yep eloquently said i would i would agree with that but and you look at keenum you know people will there seems to not be consensus on what caliber quarterback he is i'm in the camp of you know spot starter high quality backup Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know for no matter what you think of him he's he's durable you know yeah he's not gonna yeah i he hasn't often been injured you know in minnesota uh, once he he got in, he played the whole season. He played the whole season with Denver last year behind a, a iffy O line. So the, there's that, you know. And, and if you decide to put Haskins in, Keenum will always be ready uh, if he needs to step up. And if you start Keenum, you know he's he's not gonna he's not gonna come out nearly as quickly as McCoy. So that's uh, that has to be a factor, you know. Whether yeah, you and know. I think I, I and I think when trying to decide, like you said, wh- what case keenum is i think you kind of he's in that same tier i mean he's maybe he's a step above or below mccoy depending on what you value more mccoy's going to come out and he's probably going to be able to move the ball more efficiently he's going to throw more touchdowns than case keenum but case keenum's going to come out and he's going to kind of have that alex smith ability of not causing as many turnovers that colt mccoy we know he's going to go he's going to fumble he's going to throw uh Inter- bad interceptions that you kind of just can't expect you wouldn't expect a guy who's been in the league 
what going on ten years next year uh, to make. So it's you know it's one it's one of the, really it's whatever you prefer. You want the more turnovers with higher touchdown output. Do you want you know to kind of have your quarterback be more of a game manager and protect the ball and hope that your tight ends and your slot receivers and your running backs can kind of create big plays and points for you. So it's you know they're they're right around the same. I think that you have to feel better with Case Keenum knowing how quickly he is on the same level with McCoy in his first year in this offense. Um, so I, if I had to guess, I'm going to assume that Case Keenum starts week one and he probably keeps it until Haskins is ready to come in whenever the team is either out of contention or maybe they're kind of fighting to stay in that playoff spot and, and they do one of those moves where Jigren thinks that the team kind of would get that boost and rally behind uh, Haskins coming out and getting some action. So that's what I would expect out of this kind of two-man, potentially three-man QB race. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways it could play out. And, you know, three preseason games left. Uh, you know, if Keenum, Keenum or Haskins, both of them can separate themselves with good performances. I don't think either separated themselves in the first game. I think Haskins showed the most potential. But with the interceptions, you know, he showed he's got room to grow. And Keenum, meanwhile, you know, I thought outside of the touchdown, which was really a a, a fast break layup for a quarterback, mm-hmm. Keenum was pretty unspectacular too, so no one's really separated themselves yet, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We're running a little short on time. Uh, is there anything else you saw at training camp that's uh, that's of note that you want to bring up here, uh, maybe on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, Montez Sweat is an animal. He's <laughs> incredibly fast, and I think that they said that he's probably going to go on Thursday night and get his first preseason action. I think everyone's going to be the same level of excitement we had for Haskins. Obviously you're not going to be able to match it being not, not being the quarterback, but I think everyone should be, have their eyes looking for 90 and be excited to see he's fat. He's going to be great. And with, uh, with, with Kerrigan kind of getting up there in age and kind of expect that in a couple of years when his contract's up and he, maybe he comes back for a year, maybe he kind of, you know, rides off into the sunset. They ha- they're going to have, they have a legit pass rusher. Yeah. opposite of him and a guy who's going to be able to just just be a force on the defense I saw he lined up opposite side of Ryan Kerrigan and the, there was a run that broke out opposite side of Montez Sweat and he chased the running back down from the opposite side of the field and was the first guy there I mean he is fast man and, and he's just a big bodied guy he looks I, I he's been getting a lot of Julius Peppers comps and the way he looks uh since he's really he's been drafted, they've been doing their OTAs, and it's all legit. The kid is special. He's the Redskins are incredibly lucky that he fell to where he did, and they got him. Because while the heart thing concerned people, if there was a team that was willing to take him in the top ten, kind of where he was projected before that heart thing came out, mm-hmm. it, it no nobody would have made a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the talent, and you know I was always in the camp of Brian Burns over Sweat, but like. Uh, with with talented guys like these, I mean, they're all worth it. And I think Sweat, you know, uh, Connor Forrest and Matt Hines, they went to training camp a few weeks ago, and they had the same reaction as you did. They're like, "Man, this guy is huge, like six mm-hmm. foot six, two sixty, and uh, you know, he's got great mobility for his size." And I'm I'm excited to see that in action, especially. Yeah, uh, we won't we won't see him with the starters, so that'll be a little uh that that'll be a little dampener on the hype. But we won't see that until week one. But still, seeing Sweat on his own compared to all these other guys, it's it's gonna be a treat for sure. Yeah, and one more thing is Tim Settle. Yeah. Uh, 
I know you probably heard it. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks a lot better. He's quicker. He's stronger. He looks a lot better. So I expect a big breakout year from him. He was uh, talking a lot with Deron Payne and, and John Allen. You have to imagine goofing around, but at the same time kind of taking mental notes and hearing from a couple of the you know top draft prospects to come out the few defensive line prospects to come out the past couple of years. So I expect a big year from him and that defensive line to be even better than it was last year. Yeah, and that's promising because uh, uh, that, that's a deep unit for sure. Props to Jim Tom Sula. You know, yeah. Tim Settle didn't make me look very good because I predicted three <laughs> sacks for him in the preseason game he got none. So I, I'm a little pissed at him for that. No, I'm just kidding. But um, he's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of talent on that line, man. It's it's crazy to think about yeah. how long it was a it was a huge weakness for the Redskins. Now it's their biggest strength by a, a wide margin. So that's a uh, exactly that's exciting. Yeah, a lot of a uh, young talent to watch um in the preseason game, but also some storylines to kind of keep tabs with unfortunately we are out of time guys uh, so i want to thank nathan for coming on it's been a while but he's back and uh given some training camp takeaways and um as for the next preseason game it's coming back home uh against the cincinnati bengals uh, so the afc north tour continues uh it's on thursday so make sure you uh keep an eye out for that and when it happens a lot of a lot of players to keep an eye out for a lot of position battles that are still going so we'll see what happens but um until then uh we're, we're out of time unfortunately so peace out have a good night